This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Wednesday, October 27th, and today it is your 4x5 episode. Four writers from NBC Sports Edge for five minutes each. And as we speak, I am determining whether it's actually going to be three writers for seven minutes each. Steve Alexander, a true game time call for this episode. I believe he was watching Braves post-game coverage after their Game 1 World Series win for about 18 hours. I'm not sure he slept. So, Steve is, I'm downgrading him to doubtful as we get started here. Either way, we will talk some Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic injured his knee on Tuesday night. We'll look at that, plus the slow start for Michael Porter Jr. Also, a little Pacers talk, what Karis LeVert's return means for that rotation, including rookie Chris Duarte. All of that and more coming up as we welcome in the leadoff batter, Ryan Knauss. Ryan, how are you? I'm well. I'm better now that we know that Nikola Jokic's knee doesn't seem like a serious ailment. But I am curious, before we get to that, Matt, uh, if you have a plan for this timer. I know usually it's Steve Alexander's alarm. Well, it's not It's not literally. It's the alarm tone that he uses, that he... You've queued it up. That tells him to go to his next appointment throughout the day. I see. It's the uplift for those following along at home, for those iPhone users it's the uplift alarm tone so that's what we we end our segments with because that's what tells steve to go to his next thing throughout the day and without it he would have nowhere to go so that was the genesis for this uh, episode way back last year well we got some uplifting news about Nikola Jokic, right he uh oh. bruised bruised his knee when rudy gobert banged into him last night it looked scary for a minute but he warmed up before halftime ultimately didn't play because he said his his knee felt weak but it was coach's decision just protecting uh, you know, the reigning MVP makes perfect sense to hold him out. He's day-to-day going forward. Seems like a crisis has been averted. Ryan, that was one of your, uh, one of your finest segue hours right there. I mean, that was really good. Try to latch onto news. any word and turn were it into a segue. Me, were, were you setting me up for that? Like, did you know the alarm was called Uplift? I'm really... I want to just spend the rest of our time talking about that. A couple, couple, I'm playing some elite chess today, Matt. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so it sounds like we're really not worried about Jokic overall, all things considered, Ryan. Like, we're kind of watching the news, but it seems like it seems like he and his fantasy managers dodged. And I mean, it was knee to knee, so like never, never like hugely worrying like a non-contact injury would be, you'd think? Yeah, it depends. Uh, There might be further testing. I mean, potentially there's a bone bruise involved, in which case it would take longer to heal. But there's nothing structural. I think that's the takeaway, as far as we know. And again, there could be an MRI coming. But based on initial tests, it doesn't seem like a serious injury. So yeah, hopefully day to day, the Nuggets play again versus the Mavs on Friday. Then they are in Minnesota on Saturday. So back-to-back, I don't know that they'll play him in a back-to-back this weekend with a a knee that he described as weak, possibly a game miss there. Um, But again, you know, a DMP or two would be fine, I think, by most fantasy managers, given what what could have happened here. Yeah, absolutely. And Ryan, I was was deep in uh, timer 
button mashing when you first started talking about Jokic. Did you mention that he had 24.6 boards six times in 15 minutes before exiting that game? I did not get into his his excellence now. Crazy stuff. Okay. Uh, Incredible. By the way, breaking news, breaking news. Steve Alexander is going to be showing up. So it is a four, a true four by five episode today. But so that means we only have a few minutes left, Ryan, as opposed to okay. a few minutes plus a couple. So Michael Porter Jr., I want to talk about him. I think his slow start probably has some people panicked because we all like to panic early in the season. MPJ averaging just 11.5 points on 34.6% shooting through his first four games. Does this look like a simple shooting slump to you, Ryan? It looks like uh, a shooting slump combined with kind of low usage. I mean, he's never a super high usage guy. Part of that is because he doesn't turn the ball over, so that's a positive. But he had usage of 16% or below eight times all of last year. He's already done it twice, uh, hovered just above it in the two other games. So keeping an eye on that, it's strange to me that without Jamal Murray, he's not more involved offensively, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got a max contract. He's go-to guy. Just hasn't really clicked and found that gear yet, but it's coming. Uh, True shooting, too. I mean, you mentioned the shooting slump. It's like beyond that. You know, he began the year with 72% true shooting in their first game. Since then, he's been 35%, 39%, and 36%, which for those of you listening who don't know what true shooting is, it factors in free throws and three-pointers, a kind of holistic way to look at, at offensive production. Now, I mentioned that he's been below 40% three times in four games this season. He did that five times all of last year. So, you know, he's already halfway to his total of of shooting duds for the year. He's going to he's going to turn it around. I'm not worried. And I'll I'll say like he did on Tuesday night have nine boards, two dimes, two steals and three threes. He just happens that he shot five for 18. I mean, if that becomes eight for 18 or nine for 18 or something like that, we're not even worried at all. You know, we're already. Wow. He had a great stat line. So. Yeah, and also uh, another plus, if, we're, if we want to talk pluses, his assists are up this year through his first four games, two and a half after averaging 1.1 last year. So maybe once it all clicks, we'll see an even more well-rounded stat line. Yeah, we'll take what we can get with the dimes, right? And I mean, if there's a prop bet out there for MPJ's scoring that, that is factoring in his slow start or even DFS, maybe his price has dropped considerably because of the slow mm-hmm. start. Uh, you know, I'm leaning into that. I think there's going to be a, a, an upward regression here. He's going to to be better. So I'll I'll bet on MPJ to have a, have a huge breakout game in the near future. Okay, I like it. And Ryan, we're we're mere seconds away from uh, the uplift alarm chime going off. So I think we're going to have to get ready to sign off here. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, Matt. Thank you very much. It has been, Ryan. I've enjoyed it as always, and I look forward to our next conversation. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Glad I made that awkward right at the end. Okay, stop alarm. Who's next? Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Jared Johnson. Jared, how are you? It's me. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's on your mind, fantasy-wise? Uh, so, I want to talk about this man, Jordan Wara, today, who has played really well to start the season. Um, he caught my attention during the preseason when Milwaukee was kind of featuring him. On offense, he put up uh, in those four preseason games when like Giannis and all the stars weren't playing, Mm -hmm. he averaged 17.8 points, five boards, 2.6 dimes, 2.8 triples and a steal. And that was in just 23.7 minutes a night. Uh, So now we get to the season and the season opener, he comes out with a 15.6 board, one dime, three triple, one block, one steal game. uh, And that's in just 26 minutes. Um, now I'm not expecting the offense to totally be a consistent thing with him, but, um, what has been consistent is his production on the defensive Mm -hmm. end. 
Um, and through these first four games, he's actually accumulated as many blocks as Mitchell Robinson and nearly double the amount of Robert Covington. Um, so he's currently only posting late round value because he's shooting 37.5% from the field. But I think that we'll see a correction there at some point because he shot 44.5% through his three years at Louisville. And um, he was 45.9% last season. Now that comes with a caveat that he only played in 30 games and uh, attempted 4.5 shots in those games. But still, uh, I, I don't think that this is a player who's going to be 37.5% for the entire season. So I see a lot of potential in this guy, and I pretty much have him everywhere. I'm a sucker for blocks. And he's only rostered in 7% of Yahoo leagues. So I think he's a really interesting guy to uh, take a swing on. Especially since we've already seen, if you believe this narrative, the Bucks championship injury hangover, the Olympic Injury, you know, the Olympic mileage on Drew Holiday, et cetera, is, is maybe showing up if you buy into that narrative. So like a guy like Nora yeah. could maybe be, <laughs> you know, playing more than expected. Yeah, that uh, I have Drew, so I don't like that aspect. But um, no, I mean, I don't know that 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 could be that my analysis could be wrong there. But I mean, if there was a reason, to, if there was a reason to be worried about him, it was the championship run plus the Olympics. For sure, it's not been a great start. I think you're right. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, moving on, another guy that I'd like to zero in on. Karis LeVert is questionable today, man. He is questionable. I had him before we had this stress, uh, stress fracture in his back. Before we had that news, I had him ranked 30 overall. And I looked it up, the stress fracture in the back, and I'm not going to try to play a doctor here. And, uh, honestly, it was a little bit over my head, (laughs) but in its most basic sense, um, and I apologize if any doctors may be listening, if I'm absolutely butchering this, but Dr. A is listening, but yeah, <laughs> it's an overuse injury that can heal with rest. And sometimes surgery is recommended, but that was not the case here. And I think what's really important to note is that when Woj broke this story, he reported it as a minor uh, stress fracture. And then he was expected to be ready towards the start of the season And it appears we're headed exactly in that direction. So even if he doesn't play today, it does seem like he's very close. He's been fully cleared to practice. He is practicing in full, listed as questionable. I love all of this. 35 games with Indy last year. He was a top 50 guy. Uh, Averages of 20.7 points, 4.6 boards, 4.9 dimes, 1.8 triples, 1.5 steals, 0.7 swats, and just 2.2 turnovers per game on 44.3% shooting from the field and 82.2 at Mm -hmm. the stripe. I think he can see across the board improvement in all those numbers as he enters his NBA prime, he's 27 this season. So I am very much looking forward to him. I have him in a few leagues that I got him ridiculously late. Yeah. And if he's able to be the guy that I think he can be, or even half of it, that's a steal because I was getting him in like round 10. I know it's already looking ridiculous that we all passed on him as much as we did. I mean, like if, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was, you know, a full go and can do everything, but maybe there's just that lingering worry of will he aggravate this thing or will it get worse? But I mean, with that in mind, where you're drafting him, I think that's a risk anyone is willing to take given the upside that you've talked about. Yeah, 100%. 
and uh oh nice timing yeah look at that good timing we, it's <laughs> like we rehearsed it um <laughs> any parting thoughts jared before i bring in Raphael johnson uh yeah top shots dropping their arch- archive set pack tomorrow and uh that's a goodbye everyone should get on board with that okay I don't understand most of the words you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Always good to talk to you, Jared. I'll talk to you soon. Good to talk to you. See you later, Matt. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we welcome in Raphael Johnson. Raph, how are things? I'm doing well, you? I'm good. I believe you also had some, uh, am I correct that you had some Pacers-related thoughts uh, to impart? I did, and it works out as a pretty good segue because I'm going to talk about the other person in this Karis LeVert dynamic. That will be rookie Chris Duarte. Yes. He's gotten off to a very good start to this season. Let's see what we're looking at. 19.8 points, 4.8 rebounds, 2.0 assists, 0.8 steals, and 3.3 triples per game. 41.2% from the field isn't great, but that's understandable for a rookie. You know, overall, looking at a guy who's a top 100 player right now in nine-cat formats, and I think the question a lot of fantasy managers may have with Duarte and the Karis Alert situation is, should we pull the plug on it? And I'm going to say no, and here is why. Uh, The Pacers are ranked tied for 26 in the NBA in bench scoring, 24.3 points per game. Can you guess the other team? Can you guess the team they're tied with? Uh, I don't know. They're bad. They're actually really good. (laughs) Oh, okay. Who? The Chicago Bulls. I know there's some questions about the Bulls' schedule, but I guess that kind of underlines the scheduling issues with some people may have with the Bulls right now, but... That's the reason why I say you hang on to Chris Duarte because they're going to need scoring punch for that second unit. Karis LeVert, I'm assuming that eventually he will be in the starting lineup whenever he gets cleared. Uh, may not be right away, but he's going to be a starter for that team. So Duarte with TJ Warren still without a timeline. Chris Duarte is a guy that people need to keep on their rosters. 97% rosters in Yahoo Leagues right now. That'll drop some because you're going to have your more shallow leagues and whatnot, but it shouldn't drop too much. 
Yeah, I'm absolutely in in wait and see mode and wait this out mode with Duarte. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll be I, I will attempt to not drop him at all, even if this first game I'm I'm like, oh, he only played twenty four minutes or whatever that number yeah. is. I mean, he's averaging thirty eight minutes right now. So yeah, he's gonna take a hit with Levert, but it's hard to imagine that becomes like suddenly fifteen minutes a game or something. Yeah. And I mean you look around this rotation. Well, for starters, Raf, I don't see any way Malcolm Brogdon can hold up playing forty one minutes per game. If we're just looking at potential paths to future minutes for Duarte, yeah. there's one, right? Duarte Brogdon mm-hmm. has been injured the last couple of years. He's playing a ton of minutes under Rick Carlisle, which is great for fantasy, except you have to worry about that. I mean, you've got Je- Jeremy Lamb playing twenty minutes a game, Justin Holiday averaging thirty. Like you, you can almost see how everyone kind of takes a little hit, but I think Duarte can still maybe get yeah, 28 minutes a game or something like that. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I think mid twenties minimum, you know, should be yeah. fine. It's like, again, you look at that rotation, the second unit, where's the scoring going to come from? You know, we've already yeah. seen through four games that there isn't much coming off that bench. So you add Levert to the fold, that'll definitely help the starters, but then and maybe Duarte moving down to the second unit gives that that group the boost that it really needs. And by the way, you mentioned the forty one percent from the field. He's not shooting well on twos, but he's shooting forty five percent on threes. And you know the Pacers know that, and they need that guy on the floor to space the floor, et cetera. Agreed, because I'm not too sure if this Sabonis Turner tandem is all that sustainable. You know, if they want to get to where they want to go as a mm-hmm. team, I don't know if you can play those two together as long as they have, you know, in the starting lineup. Raph, we got about 90 seconds left. Was there uh, a non-Pacers thing you wanted to bring up? There was. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Grant Williams. Um, he's rostered in just 12% of Yahoo leagues, but he's a top 25, top 75 player right now in nine cat. Yeah. Um, not the greatest situation for him with Jalen Brown and Al Horford, but you think about the injury issues, Jalen Brown, knee soreness that he's been dealing with recently, Horford, they're just working back in after his spell with COVID-19. Grant Williams may be someone worth looking at in deep leagues if you're in need of some forward depth. That's where I am right now with my own teams because I have Marcus Morris. Well, I had Marcus Morris and now I have Grant Williams. So I think with his production early on, even if he's playing about 20 minutes per game, he might be worth worth a look in deep leagues right now. Yeah, that's a name that I've uh, I've looked at on the waiver wire a few times and and thought about so that's good insight and i will say just rewinding to, to duarte i'm i'm relieved to hear your uh your optimism because i share that optimism so we'll be watching that pacers game if lavert plays somewhat anxiously mm-hmm. to see what duarte's role is and uh, we can commiserate if it you know ends up being worse <laughs> than we think it should Definitely. be yeah. uh cool so yeah check out grant williams we have about 10 seconds left raph anything uh anything you want to say before you go um i think that's about it I'm happy to be on the four by five again this week. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, we did it. I'm going to wait for this alarm to go off right now. Okay. Uh, Thanks, man. As always, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. There he is. He's waited patiently. He came in as a game time decision. He was downgraded to doubtful, then upgraded to probable. It's been an absolute roller coaster. 15 minutes of my life, Steve. I don't know about yours, but, uh, I'm happy you've here. Have you slept since the Braves uh, game one victory in the World Series? Um, a little bit, barely, okay. barely at all, okay. but a little. Uh, this is what it feels like to be Frank Vogel and uh, have Anthony Davis and LeBron James on your team. Like, are they gonna play? Are they not gonna play? AD's got a stinger. He's playing in the second of a back to back. I, I'll be surprised if he plays tonight. But um, you know, 
they're they're saying he's okay. So we'll see. But um, okay. Do you have any any topics, Matt, other than other than the Braves? Because I know everybody wants to talk, hear us talk about the Braves. I have uh, I have one thing in mind, but unless you want to go first, no. Let's go with you because I've got I've got quick hits. Okay, my only thing is, are you worried at all about this uh, start from Damian Lillard with a new coach mm. and with all the after all the turmoil? It's a good question because there was a lot of turmoil and there is a new coach. And the three-point shooting is very undame-like. But we can tie this into what I was going to say about Michael Porter Jr. Because oh yeah, you asked Ryan about him. Both of those guys, if if I drafted them, uh, am I disappointed? Yes. Am I worried? Right. No. And I know there's there's people out there that are freaking out about Michael Porter. I haven't seen too many people freaking out about Dame. I think because he's Dame. And you right. know he's he's going to get it turned around, but people are freaking out sure. about Porter. This is the worst time you can trade either one of these guys. Their values at the bare minimum. It's going to be just hang in there. They'll turn it around. Uh, I think it is interesting though the whole the whole Dame Chauncey new coach thing. It's interesting, but I'm not worried yet. Two weeks from now, he's still doing this. I might be a little bit worried. Yeah, I would agree. I wasn't really worried. I just want to see where he landed. I think he's 18 for 50 shooting so far and only three games as we sit down to to do this. So yeah, let's, let's, let's not overreact. I just wanted to see if, where you were on that. Um, I heard you talk to Ryan about Nikola Jokic and his, his incredible line last night in 15 minutes. He returned three and a half times his FanDuel value. Um in 15 minutes of play last night. It was like eight of nine. Like the, the line was just sick. And he, he only played half the game. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I thought that was nuts. Now, someone who stinks and I'm extremely worried about, yeah. Kevin, the other Porter Jr., Kevin. Okay. Our friend Kevin. Yes. Uh, our friend Kevin has 26 turnovers in four games. Uh, terrible shooting. Yeah. The Rockets are they they look like a G League team or they look like the uh, the team the team that plays the Globetrotters, the uh, generals, the Washington generals. They kind of look like them. Um you know, I think we had fears last season that Anthony Edwards was gonna really struggle with his shot with turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I think some people kind of saw him going kind of in the direction KPJ's going in right now. Um, people flat out want to cut him. People are done with him. He's, he's literally ruining teams in turnovers and and field goal percentage. But, you know, he looked better in the first half on Tuesday night. Then second half, like in a six-minute span of the second half, all that went out the window and, and all heck broke loose. So I'm extremely worried about KPJ. I'm, I'm a little yeah. mad that I, I drafted him in spots. Um, I'm not dropping him yet. No. I mean, this is what we talked about right before the season started. It was basically the question was, can you please, can he please not destroy fantasy teams in all three of those categories in field goal, free throws and turnovers? And really, I mean, he's shooting 60% from the free throw line, but only on two and a half attempts per game. So it's not like that's de- devastating. And really the field goal percentage, like 40% on five, you know, on 12 attempts is, is not that bad. It's really the turnovers six per game. I mean, that is just... That is just next level brutal. It is. Speaking of free throws, Luca's twelve out of fourteen, I believe. Just a little little Luca update. Five of five the other night. Big line on Tuesday. Yeah. Kind of hot. Kind of hot in the DFS, Matt. 
We never set that Luca free throw number, by the way. I thought we did. Which, um, well, we don't have time right now. We'll do that. We'll no, we do don't that have time. Friday. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I thought was hilarious last night is Jason Kidd played all 15 Dallas Mavericks. Wow. Like six of them played three minutes. And oh my gosh, there's supposedly a. I'll finish this thought. There's supposedly a secret council of maps. There's three of them. We don't know who they are. Somebody said on Twitter, well, based on the fact that Moses Brown and Frank Nilakina got in the game last night, I'm guessing both of them are on the secret council that asked Jason Kidd to play everybody in, on the roster a few minutes last night. And then Luca came out after the game and said he actually is on that council. I, what? This Jason Kidd is just, it's bizarre, man. Secret yeah, just, council. Just Google Dallas Mavericks secret okay. three-man council and you'll you'll find out all about it. It's okay. so they told Jason Kidd to play everybody last night. So he he has a 15-man rotation going right now. And Boban even even got in there and scored 11 points. This sounds very much like something that like Michael and Dwight would form on the office or something like that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's like a secret alliance and they're down in the yeah. warehouse and, yeah. and Jason Kidd's hiding in a box and Luke and Boban <laughs> are down there. Yeah. Luke is riding around on Boban's shoulders. That's crazy. Yeah, that box score is crazy because I, I was watching that game and I mean, we're not talking about a 30-point Mavs win or something like that. It was a fairly close game. That's bizarre. Yeah, it was weird. Strange stuff. And the Porzingis experience is off to a horrible start. We'll have to save that for another day, Steve. Well, there it is. I did not I did not draft Porzingis anywhere because he's got a hurt back and a black eye. He looks like he's got street cred in pictures. And with that, go Braves. Go Braves. Go Braves. <laughs> okay. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here Monday through Friday every week. Steve will be hosting tomorrow. We'll be back Friday with our Waiver Wire podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening and watching on video. If you're watching live with us, Steve, thanks to you. Thanks to all of our, all of our colleagues for joining today. I'll talk to you soon. See you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.